fucking mic check this motherfucker up. Bitch. <clears throat> check, check. <clears throat> check. Yeah, you're fine. Mm. Do I have a compressor? Yes, and a limiter. Yeah, he, he put you <laughs> on one. It's good. You got double duty. <laughs> That's hey, how you should do it, man. <laughs> hey, turn me up. I'm not hitting. You guys are much louder. Oh, my God. Motherfuckers. Dude, I can do you that. You fucking cunt. You piece of fucking shit. Dick. Pepe's a cocksucker. <laughs> I can still do it anytime. It doesn't really matter. Where I can is go Pepe? back in. With the new software, it'll be much easier. God damn it. Just make me louder. You're already louder, asshole. I know but I am now. What? <laughs> That'll fucking. That so this hurt. new chick, this new a, chick, she hot. I have a virgin. All right, shut hot up. friends, hot friends. Shh. What? Introducing the awardless winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, the Pedo. I wonder if Boggs, I wonder if your mom ever thought about doing that to you in the bathtub. The Ginger Bear. I need a job to feed the cats so I can send catch it. And the Pivot Man. I, I've always felt like sperm smells like a wet reed after you've had to wet it down. They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, welcome to the Intellectual <laughs> Saviors. I'm trying like hell not to spook uh, the dog in front of me that's probably going to yap in the microphone yet again for you. Oh, wait, no. That was on the episode that got yep. washed. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some yappy-ass fucking dog. Pepe's a faggot. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yipping little motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pepe. So if you hear it, you know why. Go fuck yourself, Pepe. Anyway. All the way by a kid. Hold on. We are... Uh, Doing a legit episode, sort of. It's not starting off that way, is it? Yeah, not at all. Um, Dogs and kids. Uh, par for the course, Andrew's bailed out on us, so we don't have uh, that. Like, I'm just giving up. I'm, well, it's not going to happen. I'm going to say They're this. They're never going to get the suicide episode. They <laughs> just give up hope. <laughs> just kill yourself. And, and I'm giving... Yeah, just kill yourself. Um, and I'm giving up hope, too, and I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, just spit off uh, some random topics, you know. Here in the next few weeks, and we'll have to come up with something and make magic happen yet again. Because I think we've been dicking around too damn long. We really haven't had like a legit, decent topic in a while. Yeah. Um, we definitely got, we got to pull it together. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Like I, when I I've, I've been in the office uh, at work quite a bit, you know, because I've had to close uh, a lot lately, mm-hmm. and I've been listening to you know like the past five episodes, and I'm just like, what the, f- what are we talking about? <laughs> Seriously. It's, it has kind of got off course a little like, bit after the first of the crap. year. Like, no integrity whatsoever. It's just terrible. Remember, like, besides for our interviews, uh, this year's been shit. I was going to say, remember when we made the resolution at the beginning of the year to really pull it together? Yeah, we are failing so miserably on that, and I apologize. <laughs> Guess who lied, bitches? And it's funny that you're telling people to give up hope, because that's what I gave up for Lent, was hope. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> like most people. Oh, God, here comes the dog. Oh, goddamn Pepe. I don't even know why he let that bitch out of its cage. (laughs) Pepe. Yep. That's why you don't let the asshole out of its cage. Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on around here right now. Sorry about that, folks. So, anyway, um, (laughs) yeah. What all do you have? Eh, Just a bunch of stuff. Since we didn't put an episode. I will give Andrew a little bit of a pass, though, because... We're doing this on a Monday night instead of our usual Saturday, and he um, is taping his Neon Blow Boys tonight, which he actually asked me to be a part of, but they're doing a review on the movie 300, and I don't want to see that shit. So, And plus, we got this to muddle through. Yeah, that's that's garbage. You don't want that. 
Yeah. So you don't need that. Who knows? I won't give up on Andrew yet because I'm sure he'll make a guest appearance at some point and then we'll force the suicide episode upon him. No, nah, I'm giving up. <laughs> it's over. Don't, don't be defeated. Nope, it's over. So I think tonight we're going to talk a little bit about, I want to talk about the Russia thing a little bit. Of course, it's too big of a topic not to. We got to hit on that. Um, I got some fun points on AIDS, which is always great. Um, and maybe, I don't know what Boggs has. Evidently right now he's got a handful of dog. So, and what the fuck's going on with him? And he won't play a song for us again. He's basically said, fuck the, the audience. Even though that's the one thing that we rely on him for is his musical talent. Because it sure is nothing else that he brings to the table. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this, uh, and uh, Zoltan probably knows a little bit about that. Um, go listen to uh, our episode where we interviewed Zoltan Isfin. Um, or how does he pronounce his last name? Is it Isfin? Yeah, Isfin. Yeah. Got it right. Um, he's a uh, transhumanist, uh, and I've actually been looking a lot at this uh, lately. Um, and just recently there was a, a wealthy entrepreneur that has launched a company that is aimed at radically expanding human life. It's called Human Longevity Inc. Um, and uh, Craig Venter, J. Craig Venter is his name. Uh, and he started this with the idea of um, possibly being able to uh, process the 40,000 human genome, like processing about 40,000 human genomes a year. Um, preserving DNA um, sequencing so then somehow in some way like even though we don't have necessarily the technology to replicate your DNA um, or genomes that maybe if we store it in a database that eventually we'll get to that point to where we can do it extending your human life to where you know you can be like fucking 3D printed out just like you are right now and continue living like a thousand years from now Mm. Which is kind of funny because that's what we were sort of meandering about when we uh, started uh, our drive, our trek out here to uh, bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. Um, was, uh, you know, one of the things that's really sucky about life is, uh, I mean, death, yeah, it sucks, but it's inevitable. It's just something that you're going to go through. But it's the idea that when you die, you're going to miss out on all this cool shit, you know. Um, yeah. Thinking I'm... about the, the advancements and technologies that we've had since we were kids course we we're talking about the xbox one and how it's um, going to get so much better in gaming that's how we got into it and uh real important stuff yeah real important stuff not medical no advances. i mean there's definitely <laughs> no there, there's definitely a lot of cool shit out there that's just freaking badass um and technology it's just one of those things and eventually you know people claim that it's going to get to the singularity where it just kind of all merges together um organic and uh, biological uh so yeah, that's uh, another step right there. I don't know exactly uh, when they plan on rolling it out, or uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they got some uh, research that they have to be doing to get there. But yeah, I don't want to get too much in detail because I don't have the details on. But I saw a guy on um, the Daily Show the other night, and he had wrote a book, and they're discussing that, like all the like how now even you know they're talking about information gathering, all this stuff. Yeah. And um, some of the experiments and stuff they're doing with, um, like, they're bringing up, you know, how, like, Stephen Hawking, you know, he's got, like, a chip in his head. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, he reads, like, he uses his eyes to do all his reading and talking and everything. Yes. And they're talking about some of the advances upon that that they've got where they can actually extract, like, the information out of your brain now. So they're talking about basically taking everybody's thoughts and memories and putting, like, on DVD ROMs or something. And then you can just file them away. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're great 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 grandkids you know can pull out the disc of grandpa and they could plug it in and it's so it'll be so intricate they could like ask you questions and stuff yeah and i mean it's absolutely crazy. and even um you look at the most basics like uh you know they're able to kind of trick the brain into uh triggering triggering um uh you know microchips which are connected to a motor mm -hmm. so like people who have prosthetic limbs and stuff they can actually like pick up a cup and stuff yep. just by thinking pick up the cup you know to us it's just a simple action you don't even really think about it but with enough practice if you've lost a limb you can sit there and think and they they essentially rewire your nerve endings 
you know, like, cause for the bicep, there's two main nerve endings that go into there. And so they take one of those, like if you've been severed at like the elbow, they'll take one of those and graft it to where it's an impulse trigger for a certain microchip that handles, you know, whatever kind of function you want, um, on the prosthetic. And then therefore it's kind of an extension of them. And, um, eventually within a practice, I mean, you talk to these people and they're just like, it's, it's a part of me. Like they, they don't really feel like the technology is something independent of them. They just get so used to the natural, uh, elegance of it, that it becomes a part of them. They almost become like part machine. Um, and even one gentleman, I believe he's from, uh, Spain. Um, he was, uh, raised or born colorblind. Uh, and he didn't realize it until he was around seven that he couldn't see colors. You know, he just always equated uh, certain things with colors, like the sky is blue, grass is green, you know. So he was just reverbing the, the terms, but he couldn't really actually see it. Uh, but this one guy um, developed an optical eye for him. Uh, he's got a computer chip that's implanted in the back of his head, mm -hmm. and it's got this little wire that comes out that's got a little eye next to almost his eye, and then it has a uh, speaker that goes into his ear and what the eye does is it transmits color into frequencies so he hears color so depending on what the eye is looking at it will be a different tone hmm. and you know over time he's been able to uh, develop and learn what certain colors sound like and so now he can distinguish and he's actually an artist like he paints and shit <laughs> hmm, and he's crazy. able to do it via this eye. And, you know, he, and not only that, but he's gone beyond like, because now it seems like such an extension of him. He said, why the hell can't I do things that the normal eye can't? So he actually has it programmed to where it can detect infrared um, and other colors that in photons and stuff and <laughs> things that we can't see at all. So he's able to detect and know, you know, what's going on in his surroundings more than any other human does. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's really, really fascinating stuff. And I know that scares the shit out of some people. But to me, if it's done properly and it's not used as like, a, I guess it's not a, a marketing thing or it's uh, not used by governments uh, as a... Uh, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> As like some CIA infiltration guy with like a special eyeball where he can see infrared and, you know, crazy shit. Like, we don't need all that garbage. It needs to be the advancement of the human race, not, not the, you know, um, some government coup that we want to do in Chile or something. Sounds like the storyline for RoboCop. <laughs> Start implementing. Turn well, into... I mean, who knows? It may not be that far off. <sighs> see, if we only had Andrew on, he could tell us all about it. Right? Fucking dick. Asshole. Oh, he's the fucking worst. Not as bad as Boggs, though. No, Boggs is he's, the fucking worst. A, has he, did he even say a line? Yeah, he did say one line. Did he? he said, yeah. <laughs> I think he said like one sentence and left. <laughs> Got up and walked off on us. What an asshole. So that's good on the, on the, you know, as far as technology technology goes. But then um, also, I saw some stuff this week. You know, last year, I brought it up when we did our year-end show and stuff about how they had that kid in Mississippi, that baby was born with AIDS, and they... Like just pumped it full of the uh, retro antiviral yes. drugs and stuff. And they've been able to, I guess you could say it's in, they say it's in remission. They don't say it's cured, but they say that AIDS is in remission. Um, and it's been a year now and there's no sign of it coming back. And the kid's been off the drugs completely. And there's another kid uh, just a couple of weeks ago that they've been doing the same experiment on and they've cured it, so to speak, you know, of AIDS too. So, they see that as being real promising. They're starting to do stuff. I mean, now, granted, this is like these newborns and stuff that are being born with it. I don't think it's like they can just start on somebody who's already got it full-blown, but um, these kids being born with the virus in them already, they're able to kind of negate it. And uh, I saw this one thing. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was Australia. Scientists were working on it where this is where we need a woman on the crew. I can't. I think it's the Nuva ring or something that the women have that they, you know, Put all up in their guts to keep them from getting pregnant. Yeah, they they're working on one of these. Um, it's the same concept, only it's not only got like the uh, spermicidal shit or whatever it's got in it, but it also has the same like um, retro anti 
antiviral drugs like concentrated in it. So huh. if women are having sex and stuff, they can't get AIDS. Like they've been testing it where it'll actually keep the woman from, you know, contracting AIDS. Wow. And uh, I think they they had some other stuff on there too, of course, but you know that was the big one. And they've done like a lot of testing with it, and so they're starting to take it to that next step now. Hmm. I don't know if I'd want to be one of the women testing it out here. But this yeah, try and get me AIDS <laughs> right now. We're just gonna give me a whole bunch of dudes with AIDS. Just gang bang. Okay, if you can I, survive I this. I doubt that that's how they do it, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they're doing that. So I was like, well, that's fantastic. Now some so, advertisement comes over the radio. Are you a woman who wants to try and get AIDS? Dude, have but you really don't want to, but you like the risk. Have you ever heard of that? There's like this crazy fetish where there's like fucking people out there that do that. Like they want like it's like a sexual fantasy for them to get AIDS. It's I swear to Christ, what? it's it's a real fucking thing, man. I saw a thing on his like a documentary like fucking sick fetishes and stuff like and it was like sexual thing. It's like like women or men like want to get fucking AIDS. Like they'll look for someone that has it to fuck them so they can get it. It's like, I swear to God, dude, you can like Google it or something. I saw it. It's, I mean, it's been like a year or so ago to those people out there. Sex. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) You have sexlexia. You need to get cured. I don't don't (laughs) know. That's not a positive thing. No, they would be positive if it happened. If it worked out for them the way they want. HIV positive, but it's not a positive thing. You don't need to do it. It's, that's really sick. Um, and it's fucked up, man. And yeah, disease is not something that I mean. It's something that's inevitable within humans, but it's not exactly something that you want to strive for. That's not like a goal. I'm just saying, there's some test subjects that are out there that might volunteer. Gotta, yeah, like I, I think of my bucket list and. Getting AIDS is not on that bucket list, sad to say. Not in the top ten. Nope, not even close. Eh, well, you know, teach his own. I don't know. um, I guess this will be kind of funny and stuff. Of course, Eric always bestows the greatness of the NPR and stuff. And it is. I like pulling it up and listening to it occasionally. And I found this one clip. This is some of the genius of the NPR. Um Senator Mary Landry, she's out of um, Louisiana. She's going to be up for re-election this next year. And I don't know why exactly, but they had a crew down there talking to some of these um, backwoods Cajun fucks about um, politics. And I pulled this clip off. This is so great, dude. This is, you know how we talk about like racism and everything else. Like you just got to wait for certain generations to die off. (laughs) It's pretty much the only way it's going to go away, or at least the really bad stuff. This clip will prove it to you. Nearly every day, from sunup to sundown, you'll find a group of retired Cajun men just talking life and politics. The man who's been gathering them lately is 75-year-old Stanley Gisclair. So how many years have you guys been gathering under this oak tree? <laughs> About 50 years, 60 years, something like that, I bull. How long have we been with the bull like that, with the tree? About 50 years. That other guy is Bo Broussard. He's not Cajun, but they let him hang out here anyway. Broussard says for years, people running for political office have visited this oak tree. Broussard fondly remembers the last candidate who stopped by. He brought some white beans, and later they were delicious. Ooh, I'd vote for them just for them white beans. Oh, me. I don't even remember who, what are you running for? It will take a lot more than a pot of white beans to get Broussard to vote for one particular candidate this November, Democratic Senator Mary Landrieu. The deal breaker for him was when she voted for the Affordable Care Act. The law is the signature achievement of President Obama. Did you vote for Obama in 2008? No. Uh-uh. Why, why not? So that was before Obamacare. Why did uh-uh. you vote? I don't vote for black people, lady. No, ma'am. I don't vote for black people. They got their place. I got my place. That's the way I was raised. So how much of you that doesn't like Landrew is really about you not liking Obama? Are the two inseparable no. in your mind? Uh-uh. If she hadn't voted for Obamacare, I'd still vote for her. Oh, no. That's what did it. Because she helped the people. Because she helped the people. Voters in Louisiana acknowledge how much Landrew has helped her state. But she's associated with two things many people here resent— the health care law and the president behind it. 
Believe me, there's more to it. Wow. I I really had to cut down. I had to. I wanted to have the bean story because <laughs> she helped the people. How dare that bitch? I just think it's so funny. It's just that is, and you know, that's the exact reason why. Like Obama won by like five percent over Romney. He would have won by like fifteen percent if it wasn't for racist old white people. I guarantee it. Because oh no no I, I don't I don't I don't vote for black people. <laughs> they got their old place and I got, I got mine there, little lady. That's how I was raised. Dude, I told you. How'd so you like what? How'd you like that first guy? Did you make out? Uh, uh I got the like fifty, sixty-five years, and then thing. after that, then after that, I'm really not sure at all. <laughs> that woman's doing that interview, and she starts talking. And that other guy walks up and starts talking. She's like, "Thank God, at least I can understand this." Oh shit! Bit. <laughs> now I can use this audio because then the audience will understand. And the funny thing is, too, I know I'm just the lady that I was doing. Her name was like Alyssa Chang. So. I, I mean, I know this is going out of a limb, but I'm having a feeling she's probably Asian <laughs> by the name. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, you know, he's starting to going, yeah, yeah, black people got their place. I'm sure she's like, okay, and I'm minority too. Yeah. This is uncomfortable. Ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. I just fucking love it so much. Yeah, she was great. Uh, you know, she uh, helped out that uh, black guy in the White House. and uh, Yeah, got to get rid of her now. But uh, that's the fucking reason why, um, like Boggs was saying before the show started, that we need to get rid of affirmative action. I don't understand why you'd say such a thing, but I told him, I said, this is exactly why we need to keep it, because you got shit like this. But you know how Boggs is. We all know how Boggs is. Yep. A bitch. Yep. It's a goddamn shame you didn't have that on tape. Sorry, was trying to figure stuff out when uh, Boggs just turned all the knobs down. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. It's weird. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. So what do you got for us, Eric? Um, not a whole lot. Oh, um, my God. You know, South by Southwest is going on, right? Hells yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going on in Austin, Texas, of course, as it does every year. Um, we should have made a road trip down there. And they did something pretty uh, interesting um, yesterday, actually. Um, they had in front of a group of, I think it was around 1,000 people, they did a live stream from Moscow. And guess who was on the other line? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Snowden. Yep, Edward Snowden. Um, and they had a couple other people that was uh, like uh, Christopher uh, Slogan, I think his name is. Um, he's a, a technologist for the uh, ACLU, um, and they were just going over, you know, the leaked documents that he put out, and uh, you know, if he has any regrets and all that stuff. And I mean, pretty much what it came down to is, uh, no, he doesn't regret it, regret a damn thing, because uh, according to him, you know, in his, the oath that he took, that he was to uphold the Constitution. Yeah. And the things that he was seeing were not constitutional at all. So he decided to give the big-ass middle finger to the American government, kudos to you, and leak a whole bunch of shit about uh, how terrible our government is and how they spy on everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I don't know. It's such a mixed thing. Every time I see, like, polls or something, it's really split. You know, like, some people look at him, like, being heroic for what he did, and others see him as a traitor. I don't... I... I, I mean, heroics... You know, because I, I, I would do the same thing if I was in that position. Like, if I saw the injustice and I actually had proof, I'd do the same damn thing. So I don't know if I'd go necessarily heroic with it. I just think it's a, it's a good act. That's the way I look at it. Is that it, it, it is a noble act to, despite, you know, the incarceration that you could potentially get or... You know, who knows what will happen behind closed doors when they get you. Um, and you go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah. Granted, I mean, uh, you know, you talk to uh, Republicans and they're like, oh, well, he ran away like a scaredy cat. Um, it's like, well, no shit. He has <laughs> yeah. given away leaked government documents that implicated them that shows that they are doing things that are unconstitutional. They're breaking the law. Yeah, I think... <laughs> And nothing's happened in the American government. I think that's what pisses me off the most is that we all know that they're doing this shit and that they're doing things that are unconstitutional. And then we just go, well, you know, we let's fight over Edward Snowden and him being 
uh, shut away in Moscow. Well, the thing is, it's like silent. everything he brought up was pretty much already known. Like everybody knew that the government was doing that yes, stuff. Yes, but now we have hard proof and nothing is being done. I think if he would have just brought that out, but it's the other stuff he was leaking to that just causes international issues, you know, with the, hey, guess what? We're wiretapping the German chancellor and all this. It's like, okay, dude. I mean, granted, I understand you have that information. You want to throw it out, but it's like... I think he put out too much and there's been some issues for things he put out. Well, I mean, look, if you put out the NSA's wiretapping American people and they're doing this and that, it's just a guaranteed. It's almost like just, you know, put two and two together. Of course, we know we're doing this with foreign leaders. Hell, I mean, they've been doing that shit since before the Cold War anyway. So that was really nothing new. It's like, oh, yeah, we stopped. I mean, granted, it's a little odd to me that we're doing it to like allies, so to speak, but... Well, it also goes to sh- I think what I like the most about, you know, even those leaked documents is that they expose the ridiculous nature of the governments that we let embody our states and control our lives. It shows just how childish and immature they are as governing bodies to actually be governing governing us. You know, they don't trust their allies. They want to spy on everybody. And it's just, it's a whole bunch of bullshit is what it comes down to. And that's what I like is that it exposes the very childish nature of government in itself. You know what that is? Because we're the fucking ones that do the most, like, you know, things that we shouldn't do. So, like, we, it's like almost like, you know, if you're in a relationship, you know, and you're doing something wrong and you feel guilty about it, then you'll try and put that on the other person. You know, like if you're the one cheating or something, then you try and like look for them doing stuff. So you can, you know what I mean? Like to be the, cause you don't want to be the douchebag or if you're a Republican and you hate the gays because you're closeted homosexual, you know, it's sort of like that, you know, you go after them. Hey, speaking of, thanks for joining us again, Boggs. Yeah, it's nice welcome, to see you back. Is that the, the gay part or the Republican part? Oh, and I told the listeners that you said that you are completely against affirmative action because you don't like the blacks. It's, the exact opposite of what I said yeah, that's previously. That's funny, because I thought he said that. Didn't yeah, it sound like he said that? I mean, it's too bad we don't have it on audio, but... Oh, hmm. <laughs> poor you guys. <laughs> I think I think I was the one who stood up and said we needed that more. Oh, is that what you did? Hmm. Is that how that happened? <laughs> it is how that happened. For some reason, I don't recall that being quite that way, but... You, you missed, guys are dumb. You missed it. We talked about transhumanism and AIDS and... Oh, man. My God. So many oh. topics. Oh. So much stuff. <laughs> Um, there, there was something, uh, last night that was, um, aired and, uh, I'm super excited about it. Unfortunately, I didn't have the time cause I was at work to see it. Oh, no. Um, but I, I guarantee you I'll buy it on Blu-ray or stream it on the internet or whatever I need to do. Cause I have to fucking see this. Um, it is the return of one of the greatest series of all time. Cosmos. Boggs is staring at you crazy. I watched most of it. I guess Neil deGrasse Tyson on it, right? He's oh, the new host. Yes. yes, he is the new host. He took over for Carl Sagan, who's probably one of the best. Um, what's the best way to term him? Um, he was kind of like an evangelical scientist. I guess that's the best way. He was so elegant in the way that he would present science that it wasn't this, you know. Yeah, he's real philosophical and this his hammer way. down on all of your hopes and dreams, you know, and saying no, science says no to your god. He's just more like, hey, you know, we don't really know, but let's focus on the wonder that is space, you know, instead of focusing on a god yeah. that you can't even prove. Focus um, on actual fact. But yes, uh, so it has uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, as Boggs already mentioned. Um, it, oddly enough, it's produced, uh, co-produced by Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I saw that when I was watching it last <laughs> the night. The guy that like, created Whoa. Family Guy. I was like, what the, what the hell does he have to do with it? But I guess looking at it from two ways. He's just a prog mind. He's a big uh, science buff guy. Yeah, he's an atheist. Too, um, so. Yeah, he's a really progressive He's also a huge fan of the original Cosmos series. And then on top of that, he knows a lot about animation and those kind of workings and obviously that's his whole career is animation so that sort of makes sense uh but they also have uh carl sagan's wife is also uh co-wrote it with uh neil degrasse tyson as well so and she also co-wrote cosmos with carl sagan nice oh, wow. so it's nice to kind of have that bridge um i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen the first episode i'm super excited about it um the whole aim 
is kind of what the whole aim of what Cosmos was when it first came out. It was more or less a way to try and spike interest in science, uh, especially amongst youth. Um, and that was Carl Sagan's whole thing was, you know, he would look around and he would see not a lot of people were going into science fields as far as uh, their higher education. Um, and he was trying to think of a way to try and get people excited about it as much as he was and his colleagues were about science. And he saw the enthusiasm that kids would have when he would go into the classroom and show them something new or show them something in chemistry or whatever or, uh, you know, bring out a telescope and show them the stars. And that's when uh, he and his wife had, you know, had the great idea of coming up with a television program that was more like kind of science fiction, but, you know, based in real science. So the whole mentality is that he's on this ship mm-hmm. that's traveling through space and he goes and sees all these different wonders out in the cosmos, like stars being born and little things like that. And you kind of travel through the whole history of the cosmos and all the inner workings and different things. So this is kind of the same thing. And nobody can doubt that we're in a lull as far as intelligence. (laughs) That education is just crashing. Yep, I'm looking Um, at blogs right now. Nobody really gives a shit about science. Um, You know, they're they're more focused on, you know, uh, creating uh, the next social media app or some stupid shit like that. Um, Yeah, we need something else to promote our fucking show on. They're so focused on all that crap that really doesn't matter that this is kind of they're trying to reinvigorate that and try to get the sciences back into where they should be which is front and center of everything because obviously if we don't understand science then we're kind of screwed as a species and all of our technology withers away because we can't work it it was last night it was a good show i mean you know for an opener i didn't see the whole thing i had to go back and watch i was gonna i taped it i said the dvr of the series i can try and force my kid to watch it but it's going to be difficult because i think it's going up against the walking dead so there's going to be some conflict there with the the kid (laughs) to make him fucking watch it but um last night was real good i mean they just did basic universe you know went through the planets universe solar systems you know it was real generic but um it was really good i saw a quote by um uh, neil after i don't i don't know if he said last night but he was doing an interview today and I think on CNN and he went off on them about um, how they need to have more people of science on uh, doing interviews instead of all these flat earthers. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. Like when you look at, especially cable freaking news, oh, yeah. they, their pundits, like their people that they bring on are usually not even experts in the field in which they are debating. I was going to say experts at their talking points that they want to, you know, they want to sell on the shows. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're, we're talking about, you know, the Syria attack, you know, with the embassy, we're going to bring on, uh, the ex democratic advisor to whoever. Mm -hmm. Okay. What, what the fuck is he going to bring to the table? What the hell does he know about Syria? I think, and he brought that up, and I think, I don't know, I mean, if you guys heard tonight, it's like they're having a big thing. Um, I think like 30 of the Democrats and the Senate, they're keeping the Senate open all night. They're doing, a, basically, it's a talk-a-thon thing, and it's just strictly debate to get on record all this information about, like, climate science and stuff. Because, yeah. you know, there's, let's face it, I mean, every goddamn conservative and even a couple of the, the liberals that they've got in office, I mean, are kind of like, oh, if it's you know created by humans and you know we don't really know if it's real or not and so they're and i think a couple of them one of them heading it up is bernie sanders who i love he's the only independent senator we have and he's talking about running for president and it's almost like oh don't do it because it'll be like a ralph nader thing because i'd be too tempted to vote for him and you can't fucking he can't win he's a good socialist you like him blogs he's right up your alley it's another reason why i don't like politics yeah i know it's Bullshit. Even when the guy that you want to vote for is in there, you don't want to vote for him because you know he's not going to win. Yeah. (laughs) That just shows the complete fallacy, which I kind of, uh, I I think it's a little funny. I don't know if you guys uh, read about it, but uh, North Korea just recently had their uh, 
their uh, votes. <laughs> did they have an election? Yeah, yeah, they have an election. You guys, <laughs> did you guys know this? Uh, I wonder who won. So here's what they do. So they have their little regions, and you know they got their like I don't even know what the hell they're called. It's kind of like their governors or whatever. But only one person is on the ballot, mm-hmm. and voters say yes or no. Okay. Yes, that they agree with them. No, that they don't agree with their policies. That's okay. it. Um, so Kim Jong-un or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. uh, he got 100% yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he has definitely affirmed that his military oppression, <laughs> yeah. his uh, crippling of people's welfare is working. Yeah. The, we, we love to starve to death. <laughs> but what I think is kind of funny mm. is that uh, I was listening to uh, NPR and they had some people on there and they were making fun of it. And I'm like, Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're definitely better off than North Koreans, and we definitely have a lot more freedoms. Mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to compare us, but it's sort of similar. We don't really get the choice that we want. It's this jackass or the other jackass, and both of them have their thumbs up their butts. Their own or each other's? Each other's. That's what I thought. <laughs> each other's ass. Yep. Get your thumb in my ass. So it's two sides Stop of the same it, coin. Ah. So, I mean,. With the exception of the, you know, small amount of freedoms that they do allow us, what the hell's different? I mean, yeah, okay, we got running energy 24 hours a day. Well, unless you live in California, you got rolling blackouts. Oh, um, we <laughs> inferior grids. I mean, I, I'm not saying that we're anywhere near. I mean, we definitely get food on the table. It's a lot easier for us to get a job, you know, so on and so forth. Absolutely. But as far as being able to actually change situations, it's difficult because we can't get people in the positions to actually change this stuff. And then when they do break the law or do something unconstitutional, nothing fucking happens to them anyway. They don't get impeached. They don't get put in jail. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Eh, A couple of them have gone to jail. They get, oh, (laughs) they get a... A couple um, have lost office. They they get a lashing from uh, the media. Get censured. Oh no! Unless you send a dick pic, then you'll lose your fucking con- congressional seat. <laughs> that's that's the only way. Yeah, you spy can, on the American people. No problem. Take a le- legal contributions. Yeah, and you can. Yeah. yeah, you're you're good. You're good. You send a dick pic, you motherfucker. Yeah, get the hell out of your seat. You are unfit to serve. That's one good the thing. People. It's one good thing about America. We sir. We know our morals around here, though. <laughs> Speaking of like parties and stuff, did you guys see the annual comedy show that the Republicans rolled out, CPAC? You seen anything from that? No. Oh, my God. I fucked up so bad. I should have pulled some sound. Um, I mean, it's the best fucking event of the year. All the crazies show up. I mean, you get your Ted Cruz's, your Rand Paul's, your Sarah Palin's, your Rush Limbaugh's. It's just, it's like... It's smorgasbord of oh, it's, stupidity it's basically the greatest minds <laughs> in america all meet together for that one week a year but um sarah Palin, nightmare the best thing i could say is man i i would tell anybody to do this because i should have pulled this out uh google fucking cpac and sarah palin she did her version of the green eggs and ham <laughs> that oh, fucking ted no. cruz did beautiful fan fucking tastic <sighs> Uh, Mitch McConnell who, it didn't work course, the first time. Why don't he's the Senate Majority Leader? Like he's losing. He's he's fucking almost. He's behind the polls right now in Kentucky. He's fucking losing to a Democrat in the polls in Kentucky. I mean, how fucking terrible do you got to be as a Republican for that? So he walks out on the stage holding a fucking rifle. He's trying to do that. Um, oh, oh, who's no. the fucking uh, Charlton Heston? Yeah. You know, Probably this from my cold yeah. dead hands. He's coming out with a fucking rifle in his hand, and oh my god, dude! Like uh, Paul Ryan came out and he told this fucking story where he basically said that if you're poor and your kids are getting free lunches from school, then you don't love your kids. And I mean, they—it's just like there's what? so much. I swear to God, dude, it, it there's so much fucking insanity that goes on there. I mean, of course, Ted Cruz is talking about how we have this oppressive dictator for a president and he's just wiped his ass on the constitution and it's like okay yeah we know we know aren't they also saying he's an ineffective incompetent leader yeah how are you at the same time tyrannical it's so funny yeah, if you're tyrannical you're kind of effective it's it's <laughs> I so, would think so it's so funny you say that john stewart did a bit the other night on and actually we're gonna get into the russian thing and i got some clips it's so funny where the it's like all right wingers and like fox news comparing like Obama to Putin 
fucking awesome. Do you guys want to talk about that now? Uh, sure, why not? Or do, Ukrainian or do you have something else? You got anything over there, Bogsy baby? Nah, dude, I'm fucking tired and beat down right now. Oh, my Aww. God. You want to tell us about your fucking day? What's been going on with you? No. Yeah, dude, tell the listeners what you've been up to. I'm looking for a car. <laughs> Why are you looking for a car? <laughs> because, <laughs> because my ex ran into two different cars, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Fell asleep at the wheel twice. Wait, wait I thought the out. first one was a parked car. The, or did she hit my I didn't really want to go into details about that, but the first one was <laughs> just a flat tire. And when she parked it, it got hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So technically, that was actually the other driver's fault. But she took out two cars in one week. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's, that's, uh, yeah, it's effective. It's doing damage. Yeah. The other time she fell asleep, and yeah, she hit the parked car that time. So. <laughs> and then I didn't find out about it till like three or four days later. Mm. And I was pretty fucking furious at that point. Poor so. Boxy. How's that insurance working out for you? <laughs> I mean, it worked out fine. Um, I guess before we get into this whole uh, train wreck, I wanted to uh, point out something that I found that was absolutely freaking hilarious. So oh. in Pakistan, oh. um, they have... Uh, Generic drugs that you can't get on the counter because obviously Pakistan's very restrictive on things that you can get. So obviously you can't get like uh, erectile dysfunction medication such as Viagra and such. Uh, oh so God. they have a very lucrative black market as what happens with anything that you illegalize with the exception of when you're in North Korea, you're going to get a black market of whatever substance people are trying to get a hold of. Um, but what made me kind of it puzzled me and made me laugh at the same time was the face of their generic black market Viagra brand there in Pakistan um it's Obama <laughs> it's just the, called Obama the name of it is A Obama okay it's A O B A M A okay and the front of it has a picture of him looking like James Bond with a silenced pistol up, and he's got the tux on. And then the back of it is like a caricature of him with the thumbs up, and he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> like, and according to uh, the people that created these wonderful covers, uh, they said they wanted a symbol of power and virility. <laughs> okay. And apparently they picked Obama. They should put one of the fucking Duggars on there or something. But, um, okay. You like that? We get to check out the fucking picture now. Yeah, I'm showing Boggs the picture. I'll have to throw it up on the uh, on the website, but it's pretty damn funny. The Second Amendment. A bad name. <laughs> Oh, yes. Our moron with a gun this week. You guys will enjoy this. A uh, 36-year-old man in Michigan was telling his girlfriend how safe his three handguns were. And he was demonstrating this. He placed the first two handguns to his head and fired to demonstrate that they were on safe and unloaded. Uh, before fatally shooting himself with the third firearm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a sad thing. Uh, the victim's girlfriend... Um, who he shared the residence with, uh, told the authorities that he had been drinking before the incident. No, this goes back shit. to a couple of weeks ago when uh, we were talking about, I can't even fucking remember what state now was. Um, it's got to be Florida. Was it? No, <laughs> North Carolina or Kansas, whatever one's trying to Tennessee. get the fucking Tennessee, trying to get, uh, make it, you know, we could take guns into bars because we're saying that's really where you need the guns. I mean, think about it this way. It would clear out quite a few assholes. Um, the medical examiner ruled the death a suicide, so it's a shame we don't have Andrew here. He could explain to us how that's a suicide. And personally, I don't think that would be a suicide. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're trying to demonstrate how a gun is unloaded, putting it to your face, probably not a wise idea. Yeah, but he was drinking. It made it okay. The uh, county sheriff said that I have never, ever heard of anyone testing out the safety of a gun by pointing at their head and pulling the trigger. <laughs> I'm glad he agrees with me. Well, now he has. Hey, on the note of this, uh, 
I saw a post. This is actually kind of relevant to that. That uh, started ranking just the states that were most violent or most criminal. What do you think the highest rated state was? Tennessee. Eric. Most violent. Yeah. Or criminal. Yeah. Florida. He's right with Tennessee. Mm. I read that. Hey, Is man. that because of all the meth? I do a lot of reading. I think um, that and guns and bars. Yeah. I, honestly, a lot of it's <laughs> to do with, with how just loose their gun policies are. And it's a red state. Yeah. It, they're all red states. Like, the tops are very, very red. And it makes sense because of the policies that they enforce or don't enforce. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right. I so guess it doesn't surprise me at all that uh, Tennessee's at the top of it. <laughs> Look, we can save ourselves. <laughs> I guess we should get into oh, the. Boy. Well, that day was in thing. Michigan, though. That's embarrassing. What do you guys know about this? Because I know they've been blasting on the news. That's all they've been talking about. Well, not all, but it's been a great portion um, of it. I know that I believe it was um, the citizens of Crimea uh, voted to become a part of Russia. Um, and according to the. Uh, is it Kazakhstan? Oh my God, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan's constitution. <laughs> it's unconstitutional. They can't do that. Yeah. So the, Russia's saying no. We'll let them in and sending their forces in and trying to push uh, Kazakhstanians. I guess is that the best way to put them out and let the Crimeans in um, into Russia. That is. So Russia's kind of saying, "Hey, we totally agree with them. We want. I mean, obviously they wanted Kazakhstan for a while." Um, but according to the constitution, it's kind of like if Minnesota said all of a sudden they wanted to be a part of Canada, well, and then Canada was like, "Sure, absolutely, let's send in our military," so they can't do anything. Yeah, I think you know what I saw that started this was okay. Evidently, the way it's set up, Ukraine and Crimea. Crimea, of course, is part of the the Ukraine, but it's kind of like an island almost. It's a peninsula off of it, and I think what it is is like um, the people in that region are more kind of partial to Russia, whereas uh, the people in the the rest of the Ukraine are kind of more Western. Like they want to be more like the States and European, uh, European nations. And they had come to some kind of an agreement with the European union. I don't know, trade, whatever the hell it was, some kind of agreement. And the president was going of the Ukraine was going to go with it. But then I guess Russia came in kind of under the table and said, if you don't take this agreement and you stick with us, we'll pay you off. And they paid him like $70 billion or something. So he pulled out the EU, um, EU agreement, and so of course that pissed everybody off. So that's when you started seeing like those riots and the squares and stuff they're showing, and they ended up kind of not really overthrowing the president, but he just kind of like said, fuck this, I'm out of here, because he you know, feared for his life, yeah. I assume. So I guess they put a government in place now, and it's kind of, like you are saying, it's kind of an unconstitutional government. So then Russia's bringing support in, and they're giving it to the people in Crimea. So th- it's like, they're trying to basically turn them against them. So now those people want to split and go to Russia and other people want to break apart. But like you said, it's one country. They can't do it. Yeah. And also uh, from what I understand that um, a lot of the people in Crimea are kind of old Russians themselves, like from yeah. back in the Soviet days. So it's yeah. like they're just trying to go to the, the homeland or whatever. Um, so it's kind of Russia's using that as like, kind of leverage to say these people want it when it's like well it's it's not really up to them (laughs) yeah and i mean it's so funny because you know of course the russians are going in they're putting money into the situation and putting troops and stuff and they're getting called out on it and putin's come out the other day and he's like oh no 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 we're not doing that those aren't russian troops it's like yeah, but they're all speaking Russian and they're all wearing Russian uniforms. <laughs> and he made a statement to the press there that said, he goes, yeah, well, anybody can go into like a, a store and buy a Russian uniform or something. And he made some kind of wow. stupid comment. Like, that's like, really? Can you like rent tanks and shit too? Because they have your tanks and everything as well. It's a fucking disaster, man. I mean, they're talking about it like being the start of like a new Cold War. But I mean, really... Because I mean, the EU's again completely... It, it might just be Sputin. my naivety but what's the point like well i mean what what was the gain is there a lot of oil there or something or i'm sure what's the point ukraine's huge i mean it's it's i know that but they're not talking about ukraine being a part of russia they're talking about just crimea i know but i think the i think the objective for the russians is to basically 
this is a so way trying to weasel in is what it's a way to, to almost yeah it's almost a way to start like a civil war there so they could take it because Putin's old school I mean he was KGB during the Cold War and he never wanted to see Russia break up so when it broke up and you had all these you know side countries break apart like the Ukraine's like the largest one and they probably yeah. have a t- I guarantee you they have a ton of resources and um, a lot of them are nuclear uh, probably natural gas and all that as well I mean mm-hmm. that, they got I mean that Russia is the biggest supplier of that over there. I believe, I'm not going to say that this is complete fact, but I believe Ukraine has a lot of uranium as well. You're probably right. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, it's a huge, I mean, Ukraine's big. Like, I don't think people realize, if you look on a map, it's a huge fucking country. So people see it as Russia's way to weasel in and kind of try and take over. I think it's Putin's way to, I think it's in Putin's head. This is a way for him to kind of weasel in, like you said, and just. They, he wants to pull it back in. I think he, I mean, in his crazy head, I think he wants to pull all of Russia back together. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's from that old school time and he has that Cold War mentality. And it's like um, Angela Merkel, the uh, German president, she talked to him. I don't know if you heard this and she like spoke about it afterwards. She like, she made some statement after she talked to him about him being out of touch with reality. And <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's, I mean, the dude's a little fucking nuts. I mean, he run, you know, fucking shooting fucking animals, putting riding around on horses, no shirts on. He's always fucking doing crazy shit. He's like, he's like the one of the honorary members of Jackass. He's always out doing some fucking crazy stunt and showing what a man he is, you know. And um, actually, we we'll go into this. Let me kind of set this up. So, this is about Putin. Like, Putin's a bad guy. I think most people realize that. I mean, unlike, uh, except for George Bush, who, when he was in office, said he looked into the man's eyes and saw, like, a good soul or something, you know. But, I mean, it's pretty known that Putin is a fucking psychopath across the globe. And, um, you know, usually the Russians hate, like, the commie, Ru- you know, I mean, the Republicans hate, like, the commie Russians and stuff, right? But they've been kissing Putin's ass for, like, the last few weeks because ever since he wrote that op-ed about Syria, you know, and talked about how Obama knows not like the great leader and stuff and how you know he he kind of bashed on american exceptionalism all this shit the republicans for some reason have been kissing his ass and uh this is really great i kind of stole this from a a couple different shows i took different parts and put them together these sound clips but these are mostly um right wingers mostly people on fox news a few um uh talking heads for the republican side and stuff and these are like their fucking glowing remarks on putin Putin really has been schooling our president of the United States on how to be a leader, hasn't he? Putin is riding to President Obama's rescue. Russia is the player here. It is the big player, not the United States. I think, frankly, in the last week, Vladimir Putin has looked like a statesman. Instead of a pariah, he's a statesman, he's a partner in peace, and he's in a position where he can lecture the United States of America. I think, you know, if this were a tennis match, it would be the umpire shouting, advantage Putin. Russia has a real leader, and our president just is not, he's incapable and unwilling to lead. In a way, you got to hand it to Putin. He knows the West is weak. Putin decides what he wants to do, and he does it in half a day. He makes a decision, and he executes it quickly. Then everybody reacts. That's what you call a leader. Putin likes to hang out with his shirt off. Uh, Obama wears mom jeans. Putin tells the West, if you mess with me, I'll kill you all. People are looking at Putin as one who wrestles bears and drills for oil. They look at our president as one who wears mom jeans and equivocates. (laughs) This is a guy that wrestles tigers while the president wears mom pants. (laughs) It's like they want... Obama to seem weak to the Russian people, that they don't respect weakness. They got oh. Putin, big, strong, muscular, on a horse. You know, it's funny, you know, Putin actually reminds me in a peculiar way of my mother. My mother has a brilliant, uncanny ability to meet someone, and within five minutes, she can identify their weakness. She knows their weak point. So the right loves Putin. Wow, Putin's like a golden god on a pedestal. He was so great. He fights bears. And why? That, why are these important details about how to lead a country? I love. Here's the, another one. Hold on, Mike. So, <laughs> I said stop for a reason. Um, so they're like, P- 
Putin can just like decide to do something and then carry it out. It's like, do you understand how the American government works? You don't get to do that as the president. Yeah. That's, no. There's a reason. You don't get to just say. No, you can do whatever you want if you're Reagan. He used to do a lot of things illegally <laughs> without getting permission. But the, Well, see, that's the thing. It's illegal yeah. in, it's not his, our way. in our system. And that's the whole point of our system is that you have all these. I mean, yeah, it, it's bureaucratic mumbo jumbo. And sometimes it gets in the way of some very helpful things. But in the long run, it's so it's like it kind of slows the brakes on those quick gun reactions, because, I mean, who wants a leader that's going to pull out a gun and shoot the trigger? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oops, we pulled it and we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that wasn't an intruder. That was my kid. Well, whoops. still a bogsism. To be fair, that was Rudolph Giuliani, who is one of the biggest piece of shits that ever walked the face of the earth that said that. So. Yeah, so I'm so confused. I thought assault. he was tyrannical and like was. <laughs> well, no, 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 he's weak and he ineffective. Fights tigers, dude, come on. Hmm. No, but Obama's weak and he wears mom, mom jeans, jeans and he's ineffective. Yeah. What the hell does that even mean? It just what, it just what are makes mom it, jeans? it just makes him sound weak. That's what the you know the, how Fox News is, man. That was a Sarah Palin talking point, and they all took it and ran with it. I don't it. Even understand mom. What are mom jeans? Somebody uh, somebody put something on the Facebook page. I have no idea what they are. I'm confused. What are mom jeans? Anybody? Anybody? I, mean, I would imagine they're jeans that mothers wear. Yeah. What's that from? What's different than dad jeans? Mm. Besides for like size and maybe mm. the waist. The crotch is different. Sometimes you have boot cut. I don't know, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying. That seems like a pretty logical like. It's put down i don't know i don't even know what it means like what who gives a shit just call him a sissy he is he's the weakest president ever but he's an imperial dictator at the same time (laughs) don't forget that he's a pussy who wears mom jeans but he's so tyrannical and then he controls the will of america to give money to the poor that bastard he's strong-arming all of us but he wears mom jeans yeah he wipes his ass on the constitution (laughs) what a dick and then it's like i hope i'm doing this right guys so okay, so Obama's tyrannical, but a pussy, and Putin is Putin's, apparently Jesus reincarnate. Putin's yeah. a good guy who's a badass. <laughs> I actually I couldn't I couldn't find the clip, but there was actually one fucking guy that said that they were making fun of Obama getting the peace prize and said, "Well, maybe Putin should get the Nobel Peace Prize." I'm like, for what? Uh, <laughs> what well, the see, fuck did he now do? I kind of I I do agree a little bit that you know, giving Obama the Nobel Peace Prize for what he's going to do was fucking stupid. Oh, that was nonsense. That's ridiculous. Putin gets one you for don't, what? Invading. If you're gonna give people Nobel Peace Prize, you might as well give all three of us for our podcast for what we want to do. That's true. Yeah. For what? Yeah, that's true. For what we want to do. Come on. <laughs> that's that's the dumbest reason to give anybody a Nobel Peace Prize. He's got a good him heart. Because he has good intentions. Okay. I'm not feeling it tonight, guys. <laughs> I can't handle stupidity right now. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk more about riddled in this. car search. <laughs> oh, you're swimming in stupidity. I know. Well... <laughs> Like I said, this has been a grand week for it, man. Between CPAC oh, man. and all yeah. this shit going on, and just listen to the news, and it's like I don't watch Fox News because I, I, it's fun. Like I used to watch every once in a while, and then I could only stand it for so long, and then it starts pissing me off. I have to turn it off. But man, this week it was gold. Like Sean Hannity and Bill O'Reilly are just the fucking best, man. When they got something like this going on, and like I said, this whole Putin meme has been going on for the last week and a half, two weeks with them. And they love some fucking Putin. Yeah. Well, Hannity, like, he's he's a true believer. I, I know he's a true believer. He's something. Um, I don't even know who the fuck he is. Bill O'Reilly, though, he out. is, from what I've gathered from uh, people that have been on his show, is that it's an act, dude. His thing is it's, oh. he knows what his audience wants. And he's going to give it to him in the most ridiculous fashion. Oh, I think he plays to his audience. I think he's a right winger. I mean, I, I don't mean, that think... might be true, but he's like hamming it up. He definitely intensifies it. He Fuck turns yeah. that knob all the way to 10, just or 11. Um, <laughs> he does turn up to 11. Because he wants the ratings and he wants to be able to sell his book. And, I, and they've had like Dave Silverman, who's the president of uh, American Atheist, yep. uh, been on there. And if you watch their interviews, they're always combative. It's always Bill 
overshouting him and calling him an idiot and all that stuff. He does that with everyone. And then when the cameras turn off, he's like, hey, man, that was really good. I'll see you uh, next time you're on. Like, he's had Dave Silverman on there multiple times. Yeah. And before the show and after the show, it's like, hey, man, good good job. I appreciate it. You know, whatever, whatever. They're going to love it. You know, like, he knows that it's just an act and he's just really going over the top with it. You got it right, though. With him, it's hawking shit. I mean, you've you've seen him show, I'm sure. But, I don't know if you have Boggs. At the end of every show, he always fucking hawks his fucking shit. Yeah. He's got, he, that fucker has a new book out every six months. He's got his mugs, his t-shirts. Yep. He is always in cell mode, man. But Hannity, on the other hand, I've heard from, you know, post-interviewees and stuff like that, that that dude's, like, legit. What he says is what he believes. He's awful. If he doesn't like you. He legitimately does not like you because you're an atheist or you're for abor- abortion or whatever. You voted for Obama. Like, he actually hates you. <laughs> he- yeah, because, uh, you know, I've seen it where, you know, they've had people on his show and they get into arguments and then later those people are interviewed by somebody else and they're like, no, he was a complete dickhead the entire time. And even after the fact, like, didn't even thank me for being on his show which is a complete dickhead. Um, and some people, he even, like, after the interview, he was so heated, he told him to get the hell out or else he was going to call security. <laughs> like, the dude's crazy. And he has a huge platform to fucking talk on. Ugh. I want to start getting some Christian authors on so we can just go fucking head-to-head Ooh, and be shitty with them and then fun. just fucking... They'll never be on here. I've got enough of your shit! And then just cut them off. They will the never be on here. There's nobody who wants... To be on this show that d- disagrees with what we speaking think. of Boggs, how are the I told you the lines of interviews up for us? How's that shit coming along? There's some people I gave you names for. <laughs> yeah, we gave you a, a big it's been list. Like a, it's been like a month. I saw man. you write I'm working, it down. I'm working hard. God damn it! I'm working real hard. Oh, this is the worst fucking show some, ever. We have uh, we have some possibilities coming up. Um, so um, I'm gonna say fuck it. Next uh, week is not gonna <laughs> suicide. be the suicide. It's not <laughs> Wall Street. Nope, yeah. no, it's not going to be that one either. It'll be Wall Street. I think be, it'll go Wall Street suicide. Damn it. It's going to be something completely different. <laughs> something completely different than suicide and Wall Street. Yeah, for something completely different. Um, <laughs> how about the suicide of Wall Street? No. Yeah, how about Damn when it. Wall Street goes belly up and everybody jumps off of buildings? We'll combine the two. Um, but I think it's about time we wrap this shit Aww. up. <coughs> No song. We got nothing else. Yeah, he's got no guitar or song in hand. God damn it. Um, God damn it. I do. I know it's a, a few weeks late, but I do want to send a, a shout out to the Digital Frustrations. They did recently, um, by recently, I mean like within the month, <laughs> have their 100th episode. Oh, congratulations, yes. boys. So congratulations. Maybe we'll um, hit that one day. I I was a little happy they did not take credit for the starting of this podcast, even though they took credit for the starting of a lot of other podcasts. I was um, going to say, this was all fucking our idea. Uh, I'll take credit for it, though. And they, but I mean, it, they did have theirs before ours. Um, I didn't know them when we thought of yeah. this. And I brought it up. I said, Eric, let's do something. You know what I originally fucking threw at him? Public access. Public access television. <laughs> and that was because of something he said about one of his friends doing. I was like, oh, yeah. So I looked into it. I was like, dude, we could fucking do that. But then we realized that nobody watches yeah. public access. <laughs> no one no one will watch it. Uh, we can't cuss. We can't drink. And yeah. it's just like, uh, too many restrictions. No, no bueno. So we went with this. Uh, We're not even good if we don't have at least three thing. or four beers. This show sucks. That's why this show fucking blows. That and the plus, then you got up and left us half the time. Um, I, they did. I had to, man. I had way too much shit going In their on episode, the they did kind of fib a little bit. They said that we were wildly successful or something <laughs> like that. And, well. Or, or far more successful than they are. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> not really. I mean, if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's no. We kind of we kind of get lucky though because I think our built-in audience is a little bit bigger than their built-in audience. No, I disagree. We I got mean, all so the hot forty-year-old women. Mm, you get hey girls, what's up? Do the nerds they glob on to anything nerdy and go crazy, <laughs> even if they hate it? Go to go to uh, gamespot.com and go to any forum, and you will see people just bitching about like the edit editors like complaining about every little thing and it's like why why do you even go to this website what wh- what's the point right but it's just it's nerd stuff so they go to it because it's nerd stuff so you think our built-in audience that's politically driven is less no i just think it's easier for people to kind of find us i guess 
Yeah, at the tw- at fucking Twitter, <laughs> the Intel Saviors on fa- on hence. Facebook. <laughs> I'm still pissed, dude. No one's fucking uh, left us any voice message thing on our Aww. speak pipe thing. Like I, I send the, either that or like Podbean's been lying to us, and we really only have like two listeners. That's probably more Andrew the case. And Ava. God yeah. damn it, man. It's Andrew and Ava hanging out there. <laughs> Hi, oh, guys. Dude, and this is another fucking thing that pisses me off. So two weeks in a row now, and you weren't on last week, and you didn't listen to our fucking unofficial episode, Poop Sausage. Fantas- yeah. You, fantastic. Yeah, I had a, the, the story behind that is great, though. I had a fucking tweet, right? Uh-huh. Saying something about the fucking guy who plays guitar is hilarious, and I got pissed about that. Uh-huh. So, and then I had another fucking tweet this week about fucking you. I don't know, somebody listened to some old episode or something, and they thought something you said was funny. I just hate fucking people, dude. How the hell can they think Boggs is great when they listen to this fucking show? That makes me, that infuriates the fuck out of me. It's like of everybody on there, you know, it's like... Can't say something about, oh, you know, Eric's real witty in his comments, or, you know, oh, I like fucking... I like the guy with the guitar. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I really am. God, fucking... But I'm not. Makes me crazy. Well, hey, I mean, um, if you'd have the guitar more often... I know. Yeah, dude. God damn it. I really hope... I, I'm feeling... I feel like shit. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys in a little bit on my world today. <sighs> so, after my cars were wrecked, I went and looked for a car today. And today's venture took me to Dallas, because it was the furthest point, and I had a buddy with me today to drive me around, since if I did get a car, he would have to... It'd be kind of weird if I showed yeah. up in a car and I was like, well, um, I'll buy this car tomorrow. Like, can't do that. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, I showed up this place and it's a really shady kind of venue anyway. And I'm like looking around the, the room and like, my buddy's with me. He's like, uh, come here real quick, dude. So I go off to the corner and he's like, dude, this is a chop shop. <laughs> it's like this, this car you're getting right now had to have been put together. So we car faxed it, and that thing has been rebuilt three times. So what were the uh, gentlemen like that were trying to sell you the car? What are you trying to imply here? I'm just asking what they're like. Were they nice? (laughs) Honestly, were they strapping young men? No, it was an old guy, and he was really matter-of-fact and really straightforward. And then after the test drive, he's like, so... What kind of music do you you think he liked? He's like, are you going to buy the car or not? And I was just like... Let me get back to you on that. And I checked out the car fax. What kind of of beer do you drink? Tejano? music no this was an indian guy oh, oh come on man why is it always gonna be guy. about race with you <laughs> he asked me if it was to i guess technically the indian guy could actually listen to talent music I'm, I'm an asshole jesus christ i suck so anyway so i was like uh, i'm gonna go check the carfax so i got on the carfax thing and it was like it had three owners and every time the owner switched transitions from owner to owner it was like uh this car was totaled and rebuilt and then it was moved from Kansas to Oklahoma. And then the new owner has it for like a year. This car was totaled and rebuilt and then it moved. And the owner, the third owner that's listed isn't the guy I was buying it from. So he bought it from an auction and I was like, man, I I don't trust this car at all. You don't think that, well, think about it this way. You should have just fucking been like, look, dude, I know this fucking car is, I know it's a fucking job. So either you give it to me for next to nothing or, I know people. You right. Just threaten him a little bit. Just see if you get anywhere. If he doesn't flinch, then you know it's probably legit. Or if, fair, if he pulls a fair. fucking gun on you, then you know you just fucked up. But if that happens, honestly, I won't care in like five minutes. So. Oh, yeah. There's that. What the fuck is with my dog? <laughs> to go get Pepe. Uh, it's a bitch. We need some Pepe on the show before we fucking call it quits. No. No, no we <laughs> no? don't need that shit. So anyway, past that, my kid had to go to the hospital last week. So I've been dealing with medical expenses oh. on, on top of that. That was fun. Oh, dude, isn't Obamacare taking care of you? No. Oh, fucking Obamacare. She has her own health insurance plan. On that note, I have to get that by the <laughs> end of the month. Stopped it. No, I didn't. Not yet. <laughs> I thought he just cut it off. <laughs> I wanted to fucking. I want to keep this going. This is excellent. No, we're done. <laughs> All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned for next week when we do whatever topic. Wall Street. No, no we're not doing Wall <laughs> Street. Suicidal suicide. abortion. No, we're, no. Wall Street's abortion will suicide. Let's do euthanasia. All right. Peace out, Euthanasia. It's, like, it's about abortion. killing old people. They don't need to be here. <laughs>